fucking dentist's office. Hi, everybody. Steve Tartar. Welcome to another edition of Tartar Sauce. With me, Craig Moore. We gotta quit meeting like this. Well, you know, uh, if people are hearing a little music in the background, we got a little Love You Too going from the Beatles Revolver album. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the many albums that you probably have at your place. Or do you have a revolver album? Oh, there? I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, What's I'm, that cost these days? I'm relatively certain I have all the Beatles albums in the store, yeah. And we follow that with Within You, Without You, if you hear another song. Mm -hmm. And these are your recommendations. Uh, Craig, mm -mm. how long have you been in the record store business? This, the shop itself is 35 years old. Wow. It's, it'll be 36 in the spring. And let's give the address so people know. Hey, where is uh, that? Younger than yesterday. It's uh, 2615 North University. And you previously were over on Main Street. Yeah, 14 years at Main and Sheridan. So if... People you, called it the old pink record store. But. Now you had, let's see, you've got, is Kiss is the... the uh, yeah, I, I used to have uh, the Destroyer album cover right. in eight-foot-tall figures. Mm -hmm. Actually, Pete Fogelberg, Dan's brother, made those for me. Really? And uh, yeah. That was on the Main Street store? It was on the side of the Main Street store. It was on the front of Younger Than Yesterday, too, until... Uh, some bureaucrat decided that they shouldn't be uh, that big? sticking out above the top of the building or something. I don't know. Something so, ridiculous. So now there is an actual repro of the Destroyer album cover still on the front of the building. But very good. Not eight feet tall. Now, in the, in the record, you've been in the business for a while now. Mm. Um, you've seen things come and go. Did you ever have a feeling, I'm going to be the last record store standing? I mean, some years ago when technology was pushing you guys to the No, back. I never thought about anything quite that deep, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know. It's, it's, that's called being, you know, happy. <laughs> I, I was traveling around, you know, I was in rock and roll bands. Still, I right. still play as often as possible. Uh, um, but I started playing in bands in 1965, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, over the years, you know, traveling around, playing in band and in clubs with various bands, and the first place we always went in any town was the record store. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, eventually, I got to where I thought it would be cool to be that grouchy old guy behind the counter at the record who got, store who got to play whatever he wanted yeah. in the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, in 1984, I, I had been doing records, you know, through Goldmine Magazine and going to record shows and selling at collectors' events and stuff since the the 70s. Mm. So actually, you know, I've been doing records as a business for 40 years. Mm. But eventually I became that guy, you know. Now do you sell And now online? I'm old and grouchy as well, so. Do you sell online? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do everything, you know, Amazon, eBay, Discogs, uh, you know, uh, for. The whole field. For 20 some years I did a printed catalog. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't do that much anymore. It's just not really uh, efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, take the time, lock the stuff up, type it out, print it, mail it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I still like doing that. And some of my customers uh, were adamant that I not stop sending <laughs> they, the catalog. Yeah, they like that catalog. They like to, yeah. you know, be able to take it to the, you know, with them when they travel and mm -hmm. read it. But, of course, you can, if I did that online, you could do that, too. Yeah. Know? 
iPad. So. so what are people buying these days? I mean, because I think some of us, you know, I'm, I'm of, of an age that uh, remembers, as you do, uh, the 60s. And, and that's how, when you were in a band, I, I was listening to all those uh, British Invasion, American, uh, you know, bands, all, everything was happening. Mm -hmm. Is that, that's moved through all the stages. You know them better than I do. So what are people listening to now in 2019? Well, you know, when, when, when I was growing up, the first records I actually played were my parents' records, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they had three. Oh. They had three records. They had two Patty Page records and a Guy Lombardo. I was going to say My Fair Lady soundtrack. Oh, no, this is way before that. <laughs> way before that, Stevie. Was Old Cape Cod on there? Um, Tennessee Waltz. Oh, yeah. Okay. And how much is that doggy in mm -hmm. the window? Yeah, which is still played, by the way, on WOAM. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I was I was into music as a little kid, mm -hmm. pre-kindergarten, you know, mm -hmm. when I was old enough that they would let me play the record. Uh, records. Did you they know, get any more than three was, records? Was or magic. Was it? No, but I think I drove them nuts. Playing both yeah, sides well, of three records. I could see that happening, yeah. Yeah, and my dad bought me a, a little record player, a little portable record player. He came in the in the door one day with a little suitcase. Mm. And I said, well, where are we going? <laughs> and and uh, he gave this to me, and it, it was a little portable record player with a little stack of little golden records. Oh, yeah. Five-inch, 78 RPM, you know, Song of the South. And oh, sure. You know the Disney and mm -hmm. uh, the Froggy went a courting and stuff like that. <laughs> and if you come into the store, you'll see the entire ceiling covered with little golden records. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it it whatever it was, it clicked with this little kid. Mm -hmm. And now I'm you know far older than <laughs> my dad was when he gave me those records, and uh, I'm still doing it. So when you get people coming in the store, the Folks like me that that remember the record era because you know I'm I'm of that as as you recall it there was an era of albums, oh, yeah. rock albums particularly I know there were all kinds of albums jazz mm -hmm. and everything else country but where the album became you know sort of foremost pushed yeah, aside well, that, the forty five the, the forty five was. Uh... You know, the first albums, I mean, you know, this could go on for days, you know, the, you can get really deep in the weeds. The, the, the album, the old days of 78s, you know, you would get three or four records by Bing Crosby or whoever mm -hmm. in a folder, you know, right. an album, right. like a photo album. Mm -hmm. And so when they came up with the 33 and a third, the original 33 and a third records were 10 inch, and they had eight songs on them, four on each side, which was the typical number of songs in an album. Hmm. The old album. The old 78 RPM album. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, so that's why we call them albums, hmm. is because of the format of the 78. Mm -hmm. uh, and then later on, they developed the 12-inch when you could get four more songs on the wider record, and they, you know, and at, at 33 and a third, which they had already done the, the 10-inch, and that became the standard. Mm -hmm. And then they came out with the 45s in 1947 
to take the place of the 78. Mm -hmm. Just one song on each side. And then in the rock and roll era, that became the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, top 40 radio, rock and roll, the 45 RPM, Elvis, Gene Vincent, the Teen Idols, Ricky Nelson. And you had two-sided hits sometimes. Oh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Elvis and Ricky Nelson, a lot of them had two-sided hits. Beatles, of course, did, too. Oh, constantly, um, yeah. The, the whole progression there, uh, I'm wondering <clears throat> now, you probably see them all ages at your store? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the young yeah. folks got yeah. back in. Yeah, yeah there, there's, a, you know, I mean, there were two, uh, I mean, just as an example, yesterday afternoon there were two young girls, I don't know, I didn't ask them how old they are, mm -hmm. but I would say they were probably 14, 15, mm -hmm. maybe 16, one of them was driving. I, oh, yeah. So maybe they were 16, uh, you know, as you get older. Oh. It's, all, all little kids. It's hard. Yeah. Yes, they're all they're all children, <laughs> but uh, you know, great kids. Uh, you know, sixteen, seventeen, maybe. So, what were they looking for? They uh, well, the one girl bought Phantom of the Opera, mm. the original Michael Crawford, Sarah Brightman mm -hmm. soundtrack, and uh, she also bought a double album by Frank Sinatra. Oh, wow! Yeah, and her friend bought, uh, if I can remember. Um, uh, some a couple of jazz records. Oh. I mean, I never know what what they're going to come up to the counter with right. because they they are open to everything and they're hearing. They can hear anything, you know. Mm -hmm. They've got a hundred years of music at their fingertips. Right, right, with the internet. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, and uh, you know, and the girl who bought the Phantom of the Opera, she was also really excited when she discovered a whole box of Beatles singles, you know, mm. she's going through those. And, you know, and so I never know, but uh, there's uh, younger generations, and you know, for you and I, that could be a whole lot of people. Yes. Uh, they are into all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're, I think they've rejected uh, they haven't rejected the whole idea of, you know, 10,000 songs on your phone. No. They carry them around. They you, listen you, to them in the you car. You can't put the genie back in the box. No, no. But they also have sort of rejected the idea that there is no need for physical music, a physical format. They like that. They enjoy the artwork, the packaging, you know, uh, and modern bands, every band and every artist from Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift on down to uh, you know real uh, niche bands like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard from Australia, you know they're all putting out uh, custom designed uh, albums with uh, poster inserts, colored vinyl, um, mm -hmm. and you know believe me, the septuagenarians are not buying those records, mm -hmm. and by the same token. Teenagers are not buying CDs. Oh, really? They don't care about Dad, CDs. You, you sell CDs. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've well, got probably 20,000 CDs. Wow. Yeah, I knew, I knew you did, but I didn't know if that was something that... <clears throat> I was gonna, one of the questions I have is, now that records have kind of come back, Yeah, yeah. you know, just what you're saying, the, the new bands are, are still interested in producing them. Yeah, oh, definitely. Are you ever worried that they're, they're, you know, you're going to run dry? Because you know you used to 
scouring the countryside for albums or you get them by the box or whatever? Well, you know, I still do a lot of, uh, you know, search and destroy missions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not like I used to. I used to be out on the road every weekend. Hmm. Looking for records? For years. I went, uh, you know, on record shows in uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Louisville, Nashville, Des Moines, Omaha, L.A., New York, Minneapolis, Chicago. And give us an idea. These shows would have what? You'd walk around, there would be bins? Yeah, yeah, 20, 30 dealers. And I do them here. Mm -hmm. I started the uh, Peoria Record Collectors Conventions in Peoria in 1984, before I opened a store. Oh, Are they, yeah. is that an annual event? Yeah, usually twice a year, yeah. The next one is this month, is, oh. in fact, it's the 22nd Is the public invited? Oh yeah, so oh where, please. So where's it gonna, let's, let's hear it, where's it gonna be? It's at the uh, Spalding Knights of Columbus, off on Radnor Road, it's right off of oh, yeah. Willow Knowles. Yeah, yeah, and uh, when? September 22nd, oh. Sunday. And it's coming right up. Noon to uh, opens at ten. Ten. So yeah, and there'll be dealers there from you know Tennessee, Minnesota. You can go and buy just Wisconsin. one album. Buy whatever you want, or okay. not buy anything. Okay. Yeah, and I, I take different stuff. I don't take store stock. I t uh -huh. I have separated you know stuff that I is. You have under the counter stuff. <laughs> I, I, I get the real lowdown here. So. You you haven't been in my store lately. Well, you know the my desk. There is no under. No, there's under over. counter, over the counter, uh, on the floor. Yeah. One of the <laughs> one of the stories I never. There's probably many in this category, but one of the store stories that I never got to at the Journal Star was messy desks. Yeah, because I thought. You could do it would be a photo story, of course. Uh, sure. But you'd you do because I've been in you know having done interviews, you'd go into some places and immaculate desk. Oh and yeah. Bear and yes. And I don't know if that's Caterpillar executives or whatever, but then you go to that's the CEO uh, yeah, of yeah. a financial institution right. yeah, who doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, and it's all you know way under here or <laughs> outside. But then you'd go to others and there'd be stuff on the floor and yep. this and I thought, oh, this has got to be characterized, but it never did it. So. Maybe we'll have to get back to that. Yeah, a friend of mine in L.A. at Rockaway Records, he's a real good, dear friend of mine. Um, his, his office is a closet. It's a little closet. And people, my wife thinks my world is a mess. Mm -hmm. Gary's desk is stacked like that. You but he, know. But he, whoa, whoa, we just lost Craig. <laughs> See, you, you're just fastened on that. That old technology, you just can't handle yeah. the new age. Well, I think I can figure that out all right. Though. But uh, the the uh, the idea of stacking things up and having it all over the place, yet he knows where everything is. Yeah, I mean, that's well, the that's the amazing thing. He knows if he's got it. <laughs> he might not. It's, some, it's somewhere over there. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's got a stack that's all parts. Oh. Album cover parts, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I can imagine albums. Uh, being you know the, the the traditional albums and then all the paperwork that goes with it. Yeah, I yeah. mean you know I can only imagine how that would 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 uh, tie up there. Yeah. Um, now one of the things that we we ought to touch on. We, you'll have to come back and we'll embellish this a little bit more. But as you said, you're a musician. You've played for all these years. Um, I always one of the things I want to do here. We have to get it set first. Is instrumentals because you had a band. Mm -hmm. 
Speechless. Speechless that, that played strictly in instrumentals. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And I always thought that was fascinating because to me that's a lost art on radio. Not, not so much in records because yeah, they're yeah. still there. But, you know, the, the idea of an uh, instrumental, whether it's big band or uh, theme song or whatever it is, a commercial thing, yeah. I think that is, um, you know, a lost thing. Yeah, and well, it is. Something. Well, I wasn't sure if we were going to use any sort of a music <laughs> thing, but uh, I, I just brought this just uh, in case. Yeah. You remember them. Ferrante and Teicher, of course. Ferrante and Teicher, right. which is... Uh, the, du the dueling pianos. The dueling pianos, yeah. And uh, that... I'm surprised your parents didn't have that album. Oh, you know, there weren't... They weren't there there. No, they okay. weren't there yet. Okay. <laughs> but, but no, what was the big... Uh, Exodus, Exodus, theme from The Apartment, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, I, I remember Exodus because I think it was like 1960. It was, yes. And this, this is a terrible little flashback here, but since summer is winding down, I'll do it. Uh -huh. I went to Trinity Church Camp for four summers, and one of those summers, might have been 1960, they would have periodically play music in the camp mm -hmm. out of the loudspeaker. Yeah. And I always remember that song. Uh -huh. not, not that I was a particular fan of it, but just, it was there. And it, was, it put me back in, in Bow Lake, New Hampshire, where, where that camp was. But anyway, but they, they were big at the time. What a journey. Oh, boy. Bow yeah. Lake, New Hampshire. Bow and you know, I thought I was out in the middle of the country. I go back there now. It's an hour and a half from Boston. You know, it's like a, mm -hmm. it's a commute now. So it's, things have changed. Yes. But... In terms of, we're talking with Craig Moore, who's got the Younger Than Yesterday record store on University here in Peoria, and um, you have an interest in, because we're just going to be able to touch on this, so we will come back and talk about it, mm -hmm. but a Hall of Fame. Tell us what your thoughts are there. Well, I haven't done a great deal on it since last time we talked, but uh, I... It's an I, idea. I planted the seed anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for, you know, it's, uh, central Illinois, I mean, Chicago is its own sort of world, you know. Yeah. But now about musicians. Musicians and, and, and bands and mm. people who've made records, like over at Golden Voice, right. you know, in particular, because uh, thanks to that studio ex existing, mm -hmm. a lot of music was recorded by all kinds of various artists, you know, from uh, Farmer Bill doing Christmas in the Barn, you know, as a spoken word. Mm -hmm thing to uh you know suburban nine to five and a coachman you know fogelberg yeah fogelberg and rich rath gary rich rath's uh, first bands and just it's it's a very long deep catalog of of music that's captured forever thanks to golden voice and uh you know the the, um, the downstate stuff just doesn't get the yeah. recognition you and know, I remember you saying that. Yeah, the recognition factor isn't there. Well, we'll we're, we've we've uh, touched on it. That's yep. all we've done. We okay. just touched on it, but we're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Craig Moore has been my guest from younger than yesterday. Craig, uh, we got we didn't even begin to scrape the surface of what we wanted to talk <laughs> about, but we will. You know, give us a chance. Uh, thank you for coming on. We we will see you again soon. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Tim from Peoria Life too. Absolutely. Well, Tim Johnson, absolutely, and we'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. There you go. <laughs>